You're listening to Chopping It Up with Jimmy C, where we celebrate life after wrongful conviction. We are covering everything from sports and resiliency to mental health and integrity. So pull up a chair and get comfortable because you are in for a treat. We are Chopping It Up with Jimmy C, and here I am. Let's get it. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Chopping It Up with Jimmy C. I am your host, Jimmy C. Gardner. For those who don't know me, I spent 27 years in prison for a crime that I did not commit. And now that I'm free, I'm living. On today's podcast, we have with us none but the other, but the illustrious Mrs. Gwen Carr. But first, I want to remind you guys to support my channel. Please like and share our page and make sure to sign up to get our alerts so you never miss out on our live show. Okay, let me introduce you to my guest on this second episode of Chopping It Up with Jimmy C. And that is none but the other, the illustrious Mrs. Gwen Carr, my friend. How you doing, Ms. Carr? I'm doing great. How you doing, Jimmy? I am doing wonderful. Thank you for joining me today on Chopping It Up with Jimmy C. Thank and, you for uh, having me. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm, I'm, so, I'm so honored to have you here on the show today. And I'm, I'm just so thankful. Thank, may God continue to bless you. Can, you. can you just give a little short intro on on who you are, share with the people so they'll know a little bit about who Miss Gwen Carr is. Just a little bit. Yes, well, good afternoon or good evening. My name is Gwen Carr. I am the mother of Eric Gardner. I am an activist. I'm out here. I'm trying to save lives. I'm trying to encourage people to get out here and to so that we can get justice so we won't be the oppressed people. That's who I am. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Mrs. Carr. I want to say that we, we extend our, our deepest condolences. We know this is a, a tough time for you. This is the month six years ago that the Eric was murdered by, by Officer Pantaleo. Pantaleo. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. So uh, I extend my condolences and, and just want you to know that, you know, we love you. I love you and support you and all that you're doing. And thank you for being so visible in the communities and, and continuing to do what you do out there. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Yes, ma'am. So I want to I want to ask you, uh, uh, Mrs. Carr, before we get started here, this is a, a very our climate right now in the United States dealing with police brutality. It's a very, very, very uh, sensitive climate. Today, we, we, we witness we witnessed the murders recently of, of Mr. George Floyd, Ms. Breonna Taylor and Mr. Ahmaud Arbery. Since your son was murdered. In, in July, I believe July 17th of 2014. 20, uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Did you think that these, these actions would continue to, to occur? Police brutality, police killing brothers and sisters out here like this? Is this is this something that, that you thought would come to an end? Or, or what is your position on that today? I mean, knowing that this is still going on. Yeah, well, actually, Jimmy, I thought that it would, you know, stop or, sub- or subside. Yes. Because yes. when my son was murdered, it was caught on camera for the whole world to see. Yes. We had the rallies and we had all the people to come out to support. And I just thought that, you know, wow, now that they know that they're on camera, this will stop happening on such a regular. Because there are so many people that other people don't know about that's been killed by the police and nothing was ever done about it. That's right. So I just, you know, and I was saddened when I kept hearing about the different things that kept going on, kept going on. That's why I decided to get out here and try to get some of these laws changed. And that's the only way we're going to get results is get laws changed. We can go and we can march. We can do whatever we want to out in the street, but that's not going to change the law until we go and we meet with these lawmakers and make our demands. Yes, ma'am. Thank you for sharing that. Your desire, your zeal to get this justice and, and, and to, to eradicate this injustice, you know, I feel you, sister. I feel you. And just thank you for what you do. Thank you so much. I want to ask you, Ms. Carr, you know, we, we go back to 20, 2016. And at this time, you, you were working as a, a transit a train, a train operator. I was a yes, train ma'am. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. And to, and to hear the, the horrible news of your son being killed, I can't even, I can't even imagine you know, yeah. but, but since then, and now you're no longer a worker for the for NYPD Transit. 
and uh, you've been, you've become just a full-time activist, a civil rights activist, and you've just been able to do a lot of things. Can you share with the world some of the things that you've done since that horrendous day when, when and that awful day when your son was killed and, and you've had to just take up the reins and, and you've kept his, his voice out there. You kept his, you've kept his legacy going. You've kept everything about him going and, and just share with us a little bit about how you're doing that. Oh, well, it's not easy because yes, when it first happened, I didn't know which way to turn. Yes, I didn't know how to put one foot in front of the other, but mm -hmm. by some positive people, who I became involved with, like the National Action Network, the Justice Committee, the Arc of Justice, just different people who was really concerned about my feelings and about my son, how I was going to react afterwards. Yes, because this puts like a puts you in a dark place. And there are so many people out there that are opportunists. Yes. So you have to beware of them also. So yes. you have to just pray. And pray that you pick the right people to bond with. And thank God I did. I did. Most of the groups that I am with today or have been with, they have been with me. Yes. They are still with me today. So, and just like yourself, you and I met and, hey, we keep in touch on a regular. Yes, ma'am. Uh -huh. yes, ma so I just, and I started and I started learning about the law. Yes. Learn what our elective officials do because sometimes you know a senator a councilman or or whatever but you don't know the functions if you're not involved yes, so that's what i had to do i had to find out what their functions was and what they could do for me that's right so this is what i did and then myself and other groups we would go up to albany and we would lobby and we would go and we would meet with the lawmakers yes, and voice our demands and I would meet with Governor Cuomo. And at first we couldn't get a meeting with Governor Cuomo. Me and the mothers of, of New York, we would go up there to try to meet with him. Yeah. And first he wouldn't meet with us. And so we just felt like we had to step out of the box. Okay. And what we did, we took makeshift coffins with our children's names Ooh. on it. And Ooh. we sat them in front of his door. And after that, we didn't know what was going to happen. We might have yeah. went to jail for that or whatever, but we was willing to, you know, That's take right. up the consequence. That's but right. after that, he sent Alfonso to tell us that he would have a meeting with us because we wanted to get an executive order for the special prosecutor. And what that does is when these senseless murders take place of our children, our unarmed children, takes it out of the hands of the local DA and puts it in the hands of the state attorney general, which that gave us a fairer playing ground, mm -hmm. which now three weeks ago, that special prosecutor became law. We got it law. Now it's not no longer an executive order. And what's the name of the law? The law is the, the special prosecutor. Okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. And um, I've gotten four laws, a lot Everybody is talking about the Eric Garner anti-chokehold law. Right. But at the same time, we got three other laws passed. Like a lot of people don't know. I do a lot of things behind the camera. I don't do yes. everything in front of the camera. Yes, but I'm still trying to get justice and trying to get bills passed. And yes, I'm from state to state, I go and I talk to people. I rally with people. I meet with mothers. I meet with mothers of slain children. They yes. have their commemorations. And when I can go, I go. Because there are so many, so many mothers, nameless and faceless, that you have never hear their name. Yes, ma'am. This is the spaces I go into also. Thank you. Thank you, Mrs. Carr. Just thank you for being just the wonderful person that you are and continuing to support the movement, continuing to, to be a part of the solution and just encouraging others to not be a part of the problem, but be a part of the, the solution. Thank you for, for, for continuing to, to lobby, continuing to get people to be aware of what's happening. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. I want to I ask you, Mrs. Carr, and we were on the subject of talking about some of the, the, the young men and women that have been slain by police throughout this blues, police brutality throughout the throughout the United States. And is there a way for you to, to reach out to these individuals outside of New York? Have you reached out to any of the individuals outside of New York? I definitely have. I have, when I have my commemoration, I have mothers that come from all over the United States. Yes, ma'am. 
a lot of people say, oh, well, you're a high profile, you're a high profile mother. I think every mother who has had a child murdered is a high profile mother. Yeah. And that's why every one of them is invited to my events. A lot of times I can't pay for everyone to come. I ask for support from the public. And as, as much support as I get, that's how many mothers that I bring in. And I I bring in some of the high-profile mothers, but I love to bring in the nameless and the faceless mothers. They get a chance to be empowered and embraced. And we see where we may can help them, where some mothers are so out of it, they yeah. can't get out of bed. Broken. Some are on medication and some have even attempted suicide. So these are the mothers that we are most interested in. Like they call us the mothers of the movement. Right. But there are thousands of mothers of the thousands. movement. We are just the face. Yes. We, we are the face of the mothers of the movement. Yes. And we try to comfort everyone. We try not to make a difference in a mother. Because a mother of a slain child is a mother of a slain child. It doesn't matter how it happened yes. or who did it. Street violence or police violence. That's right. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you for your transparency. Thank you for, for your encouragement. Thank you for acknowledging all of the victims. And thank you for just being so so outspoken against this injustice and, and, for, and for, for bringing people together. And I, I want to I want to ask you. You spoke about it earlier. You know, not even having the opportunity to get out of bed, you had to learn how to to really process things again. And that's coming from a mental perspective. If for those out there who, who are listening, can you share with these individuals? Can you share with us how how you had to really motivate yourself from a, a mental level? Because because your mental your mental stability and your strength and your mental power it is just phenomenal. Can you share with us? Can you share with the people out there who may be going through things just a little bit about your mental prowess? Well, Jimmy, a lot of times what we look like is not what, I mean, you know, what we've been through is not what we look like. Sometimes yeah. we put on a face, but, you know, we're still going through these changes. But what helps me, first of all, what helps me is praying. You have to pray yeah. to even get through this because without prayer, you mm. know, None of this would be possible for me because right. I think that I would have lost my mind if yeah. I didn't pray, if I didn't believe in God, if I didn't trust in God. And then second of all, you have to get with some positive people. You yeah. have to talk to people who understand you. Sometimes people don't understand you and they don't understand your grieving. And they, some of them will say, oh, isn't she tired of grieving? Oh, um, why is she still, you know, grieving? This happened so many years ago. But I tell the people out there, I tell the mothers out there, never let anyone tell you how to grieve or how long to grieve. That is all up to you because we are never going to stop grieving. I think if we stop, we may not grieve as hard as when it first happened, but we're going to grieve a little bit every day. Every day. But that memory is going to stay there because if that memory goes, that means that we don't forgot about our loved one and we will never forget out about our loved one. And sometimes we can form our own groups, even mothers who nobody knows their name. Get your group together. Get with people. Get with church leaders. Uh, get with community leaders. And, you know, talk about your child anywhere you go. That's right. You know, because you can say your child's name better than anybody else. You could relate your child's story more than anybody else because you know him or her better than anybody else on this earth. So you start doing that and, you know, and just pray about it a lot. Just try to, you know, stand strong. Yes, ma'am. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing that. And Ms. Carr, you, you have a very powerful voice. There's so many mothers and, and families out there that are listening to this right now that have been through a similar ordeal of yourself. And, yeah. you know, and, and I know this is, this is just warming to them. And for, for all of us, we, we thank you. We thank you for being a mother for all of us and, and just being a kind person. And that's what, that's what we do. We love and we give back. That's what it's about, you know, and having God first and foremost in our lives is essential. Without God, none of this is possible. Without so, God, we, we, we can't even walk straight. We can't even think. We can't even eat. I mean, we just we, we, we seek we seek God's help at all times and the ancestors, you know, individuals that have came before us and sacrificed mm -hmm. and, and, and laid down their lives for for the cause. 
and to place us in positions that we are in today that afford us opportunities of, you know, to some degree of equality, you know, and we're striving for full equality. So, Mr. Mm-hmm. Carl, I want, I want to ask you, you, you came out with a book a few years ago. The name of that book is This Stops Today. And that, that came out, what's October 1st, 2018? Yes, October 19, 2018. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, yeah. That book talks about things that are so relevant today and it tells individuals how to keep going. Can you share a little bit about that book with us? Sure. The book's name is This Stops Today. And I named it that because those were some of the words my son said in that video that you all seen. Although we know that the killings, the brutality, and the terrorizing has not stopped. But when I say this stops today, I mean, we as mothers of murdered children, we are going to no no longer sit back and just cry and let them keep killing our children. We are going to get out there and do something. That's right. That's why I had to get out there and get laws changed. That's right. To me, it's not going to keep going like that. This is going to stop today. This is going to be where I take charge and I'm going out there and I'm going to talk to the lawmakers and I'm going to demand that they do or bring something to the table that's going to be beneficial to me. Also, I talk a little bit about my growing up. I talk about what I did before Eric's death, what I did during Eric's death and what I am doing now. Hillary Clinton, she wrote my forward. Okay. Um, you know, I traveled with her trying to get her elected during the 2016 campaign. And also, it's like a call to action. I want everyone to take a little something from that book and right. do whatever it is that you do to contribute to getting justice for our Thank people. You. Just look at the picture on the front cover of my book. That's a picture of me being arrested in front of Trump Tower. For civil disobedience. That's right. So. That's right. And since we're talking about we're talking about you and how you you you've you've laid that path. You you you've you've set a trail. And people only began to hear about you, unfortunately, after you, after Eric was killed. It's so it's so much to the story of Miss Gwen Carr, and even before the situation involving you taking care of your family and bringing in your 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 siblings' family, your brothers, your brothers or sisters family members, along with other individuals. Can you share a little bit of that about to us? Share, just share just a touch of, of the upbringing and a touch of what you did prior to people really understanding who Miss Gwen Carr is. Oh, sure. Well, first of all, before my, with my first husband, he had three children, which yes. I helped to raise after him and I got together. And then that was before my children. Then I had my three children. And then my brother and my sister-in-law, they died at an early age. I had their three children. So I birthed three children, but I raised nine. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Because we was always taught that family was everything. Everything. And all those children, even my stepchildren, my my grandchildren from them and great-great-grandchildren, they love me so much. They all, people who don't know me way back then, they think that they're all my children. Right. They always seen me with them or seen all these children together. Yeah. Well, you treat them like family. That, exactly. Yes, exactly. Yes. That's how you have to do. That's it. That's it. And that is a great example of, of just a, a godly person, someone like yourself that, that, that is just about family. Like you said, family is everything. Mm-hmm. Understanding that, you know, enables us to, to truly be able to love and be loved and give back so much and, and then giving back. It only allows and enables an individual an opportunity to grow exponentially. I just thank you for, for just being just such of a, a wonderful person, such a wonderful mother. Just let the world be able to understand who Mrs. Gwen Carr is and, and what she's doing. And that's so so thankful for you. Just so thankful. Now I want to I want to ask about your thoughts on the current movement. We have we have a lot of young black people out there right now. Young black men and women, a lot of people. You know, it's a very diverse groups of individuals out there, but but it's a lot of our young people out there on the front lines right now protesting and being a voice for the voiceless and just displaying civil disobedience. If you had a few words that you could offer and share with those young individuals, could you please tell us what those words would be right now? I sure will. I will tell the young people to keep on doing what they're doing. 
That's right. Stand up for what's right. Stand up for what you are believing in because you are our future. You are the ones who's going to run this world in this next generation. Now we got to make it a better generation. We must straighten out all this wrong that's out there now. And um, I'm so pleased to see it so diverse. Yes, ma'am. The young, the middle age, even the old, everybody is out there because they had a chance to see how wrong it was what they did to George Floyd, how wrong it was what it did to my son, Eric Garner, and how wrong it was for all of those individuals who was in between that. There was hundreds that we don't even know about. So we got to stand up for all of them. And I love y'all. Y'all are so powerful. And they, I know they, they need to hear this. And we are so proud of our young brothers and sisters. Yes. We are so proud of everyone involved in this movement. We are so proud that people are, are not just saying, well, I'm not racist and I'm not a part of this or, or this doesn't apply to me. But individuals stepping out there and saying, if it applies to my fellow brother or sister, it applies to me also. So I speak out against this. And this is a, a, a change. This is a new change. In my 54 years, this is a new day. Have you seen anything to the degree of the, the movements that, that, are, that are happening right now? Uh, no, I haven't. Not with the, all the races and all yes. the creeds and all the young people coming out, you know, yes. because I think this came about because of the coronavirus, you okay. know. Uh huh. I think because everybody was sitting on their couch, they was yep. eating and looking at TV and watching videos. And because that's all we could do at that time, trying to keep safe. Now you could see exactly what real, you know, you had a chance to sit still okay. and see what really was going on out there in the streets. So we seen Corona and corruption plain for us to see. Yes, ma'am. So, you know, that's why we're all out there because we see that, that this is not right. And don't just sympathize with us. You have to empathize with us. Right. You know, put yourself in our place. And like you said, uh, uh, Corona exposes. It's, corona uh-huh. exposes a lot. And, and yeah. like you said, having the opportunity to sit back. When you when you sit down and you're, and you're still, you're in a position of understanding and seeing things clearer. Before Corona hit, you know, everybody was in the everyday hustling, bustling yes. and moving fast and not taking time for this, not taking time for that. We were just moving. That's we were right. just moving. Yes. But I, you know, I spent 27 years in prison. And my first couple of years in prison, I was in, in solitary confinement. And people always ask me, what made you change? Well, when you sit down, when God sits you down and places you in a position where you're there by yourself, you and God in a room. There's clarity. That, that's going to come about a lot of clarity. And you're going to be able to come into a whole nother oneness of who you are and what you represent and what you're striving for. And it's going to get clear to you. Yes, indeed. It got clear to me on yes. lockdown. In, in solitary confinement, it got clear to me what my mission was, how I'm going to fight for my life. And that, 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 that seems to be the truth with all individuals today that are now have been propelled to get out and not only say I'm against it, but act against it, speak out against it, go against their, their friends and neighbors who, who support, you know, racist, racist ideologies and principles. That's right. And that's why I was going to ask you, how did you get through your mental state while sitting those 27 years in prison? Because some people could not have came out and be the person that you are. You know, if people don't didn't know you, they would never know that you spent 27 years. Some people come out of prison with a prison mentality. Yes, ma'am. But from the time, you know, I've seen you when you first came out of prison and you never had that mentality, you know. So it was hard to believe that you had been in prison for 27 years. Yes, ma'am. Mm. And, and, and I tell you, I tell you, Ms. Carr, I enjoy sharing my testimony because I tell people I was in prison physically. But mentally, I was not in that prison. They didn't have my mind. And Uh that's why I speak about mental health. That's why I talk about emotional intelligence. Uh I didn't allow my mind to be taken over. I didn't allow my mental capacity to be diminished. Uh And I continued to go and grow and continue to educate and learn and continue Uh to put myself in positions of thinking outside the box and not allowing myself to be just fed and, and... and infested with hatred, animosity, 
I, I got away from I didn't let that happen to me. I tell you, those first few years from 19, uh, January 1993 off into uh, the end of 1994, those years were pivotal for me in solitary confinement. And I learned, I learned the definition of resiliency, the definition of overcoming, you know, the definition of never giving up, being determined and, and, and having objectives and goals and reaching out and continue to strive towards that. And I, and I got my foundation intact fully. And that foundation involves being surrounded by the nucleus, which is God. Mm-hmm. God is the center of my life. And mm-hmm. if you have God in the center, everything else is going gonna, is gonna to fall right on into place. You're absolutely right. So mm-hmm. I went through that ordeal. And that's how I had the opportunity to, to, to overcome and, and withstand a lot of the the, the, the hatred, a lot of the racist acts, the racism, the killings, and all that craziness. Oh, wow. Yes, that's very good because some people don't have that power. They have people that have power over them, so they submit to it. So, yeah. you know, and now that's a good point. Don't submit. No, man. Mm-hmm. No, man. That's a good point. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I, didn't, I didn't fall into a prison mentality. I still mm-hmm. remember going in and saying, you know, I told a few individuals, I didn't come to prison to learn a code of life. I came mm-hmm. to prison with a code of life. And that code mm-hmm. of life was, was given to me by my, my great aunt and great uncle that taught me about respect and, and love and caring and, and having principles, morals and ethics. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's still before I went to a prison. And mm-hmm. I, I wasn't going in prison to, to, to learn a prison code. My code mm-hmm. was already set. And I had to let that be known very early in my in my uh, prison experience. Mm-hmm. Yes, we need more individuals like you. And maybe, you know, once they come out of prison, their mindset would be different. And yeah. I just pray for them because a lot of people are incarcerated and they don't belong there. So now they fall into the traps that's in prison because I've, I've never been to prison, but I hear about it. Yeah, and right. I know the things that they can, you know, succumb to. And I just pray. I pray for them. I'll tell you, Ms. Carr, some of my most enduring moments of speaking involve going back into the prison mm-hmm. and also speaking to our young, our young uh, kings and queens. But going mm-hmm. back into the prison and providing hope and giving in- individuals an opportunity to understand that their lives are worthy and, and what they what they represent as a human being has worth to it. That is so fulfilling for me. Oh, yes, yes. Because yes. I've been to the prisons also. Well, in fact, just before the pandemic, myself and the organization, the Ark of Justice, we went to the prison and we had we brought lunch in for the prisoners that we yes. were speaking. We sat, we was allowed to sit with them oh, and with them and brought them all kind of what like the food that they don't get in prison. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And they loved it. Yes, they loved it. And we sat, we each sat at a table. They had like all different tables and we just picked a table to sit at with yeah. two or three other inmates and and spoke with them. And yeah. they shared with us and we shared with them. And I thought that was such an emotional day. And I just think they did get a lot out of that. So Ooh, I know they did. Mm-hmm. I know they did. You, you gave those individuals... A, a great sense of hope. You gave those individuals a, a warming, a motherly love because some of those individuals don't get to see their mothers. They don't get to see their family members. You know, their family members are passed on or, or, or they don't have the same interaction. It's just to be thankful enough and thoughtful enough to go through that prison and show them some love and just be able to, to bring them some simple foods that they haven't eaten in probably decades. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, I know. I know the feeling. Mm-hmm. People came in and brought different gifts, and and we ate different foods. I was just so blessed. I was so blessed. I, mean, I felt so loved and felt so good by that. Mm-hmm. Great pleasure going back in today and providing and and trying to do things of that of the sort. Some of right. Yes, ma'am. I tell you, Miss Carr. We, you know, we uh, we talked about you and our first meeting. Uh, we briefly talked about it. I believe when we met, we met through our, our friend, uh, Nadia. Right. Nadia C. Fisher. And mm-hmm. that's, that's our girl, Nadia C. And Nadia yeah. 
Yeah, she's a power to reckon with. Sure. Mm-hmm. Very, very powerful. So she's doing wonderful things out there today. Guru publicist. She's just doing so well in everything. She's mm-hmm. in film. She's in the. She's in everything and yes. fighting cases, criminal cases, probably for the past 30, 30 plus years. Yes, that's what she said. She was a kid. She's been yes. going to the prisons, you yes. know, with her parents. That was her calling once she became a, an adult, and she's still doing it today. Yes, ma'am. That's how you and I met, because she, she introduced you to me, yeah. and the rest is history. We we just stayed friends. And I'd say, I'll say this. I believe everything happens for a reason. We we, we had met before we even met. I still can recall some of our, our, our great encounters. You know, we went to New York and met up with Mr. Brian Stevenson at, at a NYU, New York University, and uh, it was you, Nadia, and myself, and and Mr. Brian Stevenson, such a such a wonderful meeting. Can you share with the audience a little bit about that? Oh yes, that was so great. He met with us after because he teach in New York once a once a week, I think it is, once a month. He, mm-hmm. he teaches in New York, and that day he agreed to meet with you, myself, and Nadia, and he just gave us such a great overture of everything that you know he has done and he was so patient i think we were supposed to have a half an hour meeting with him i think our meeting lasted about an hour and a half hour and a half yeah it was just wonderful he gave us signed copies of his book yes and we just came out of there we was in awe of that experience that we had had that day. yes ma'am yes Mm -hmm. that was a wonderful wonderful experience and we uh we met up with brian again somewhere uh do you recall yeah, in Montgomery, in okay. Alabama. Okay. I and your fiance at the time, who is now your wife, we all went to Montgomery for the Legacy Museum opening. Yeah. And that was a powerful weekend. Wow. Yeah. It was just so great what we saw. That museum, everyone needs to go. Yes, The Legacy Museum. It's just, it's state of the arts and it's unbelievable. It's yeah. just unbelievable what you will see in there. And we left there and they have about, what, about three or four blocks down the road. Right. They have the, um, the steel pillows. That's Ooh. where the, um, the hangings, they yeah. got the scenes in the, the cities and the states where these people were hung. Lynched, and, yes. Yeah, they were lynched. And then even in the library, remember they had the dirt, the, the bottles of dirt. In the jars. In the jar. Yes, ma'am. When the they jar. took soil from where these these people were murdered and put yes. it in jars, it is so, it's overwhelming yes. going to that museum. Very cool. We were there for the opening of that. You, yes. I, and Leslie, your, your, your wife now. <laughs> yes, my beautiful uh-huh. wife, the Honorable uh-huh. Leslie Abrams. Uh-huh. Yes, ma'am. Uh-huh. Yes, ma'am. Uh-huh. And, and uh, I just, I just want to let everyone know that you know, we, we, we've had so many opportunities to meet up. Yusuf, Yusuf Salam, we we, yes. we met up, me, you and Luce, Yusuf, we were all at in Washington, D.C. at the, uh, the Congressional Black Caucus. Yes. We, mm-hmm. And we met up a couple times there. We met up again at, at the dinner. We were at the yes. dinner. At the dinner. Phoenix dinner, yes. The Phoenix dinner. Yes, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've been meeting up everywhere. Yes. <laughs> we've been meeting up and hanging out and, yeah. and having fun and and, and, and that's what friendship is. Uh-huh. So it's, it's, it's just a blessing. And people say, well, so you named Gardner? She's named Gardner? I say, yes, I'm I'm, guard, I'm Gardner with the D. And Miss Carr is Gardner, just G-A-R-N-E-R. Right. But, but, but we family. You know, the letters don't don't make us family. I said, we family. Yes. And, and, and it's just a beautiful, beautiful opportunity every time we get together. And uh, we, we get together. I've been to New York a number of times. And we just went out to eat and had fun. Your, your memory, your memory is impeccable. Yes, yeah, I remember every time we we always meet. You call me when you come into town. Yes, me up, and that's what we uh, do. It is just a pleasure, and it's so wonderful being able to be with you. Your spirit, being around you, your spirit is just so pure and beautiful. And and I tell you, Miss Carter, you you've changed my life tremendously. You know, because oh. your humility, your patience, your kindness. And you don't walk with anger. You don't speak with anger. And mm-hmm. you know we've we've been through something. We've been yeah. through something. And you and you know, of course, I haven't been through what you went through with with your son. 
But we've been through something, and, 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 and I believe that God does not place a burden upon us greater than we can handle. And we've been able to come out on the other side and still be able to be a voice for the voiceless and be powerful enough to, to be humble and give back and share our experiences and share our testimonies to individuals out there. And the, yeah. more, the more we give, the more we, we receive. And that is not in, in money, but in blessings and in, and in, and in, in goodness from, from God, I believe. Yes, yeah. ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes. And I'm so I am so grateful that you and I have met and, you know, we stayed in each other's life and that it's, you know, it's just beautiful. I I have to share this with everybody. I don't know if you recall, you know, Mr. Harry Belafonte Um, is is one of of my favorite people. Mr. Harry Belafonte and Mr. Nelson Mandela, God rest uh, uh, his soul. Do you remember when we had the opportunity, we met Mr. Belafonte's daughter and we had the opportunity and she, she said, well, I can call my dad on the phone right now. Oh, was we in Florida then? Was that when we was in Florida? I don't know. I'm thinking I we think were, was, no, we, I think we were in Alabama. We were in Alabama. Okay, in Alabama. okay maybe, it was, you know, I, we've yeah. been so many places. You can't yeah, be yeah, we were in Alabama. But that day was one of the best days of my life. Yeah, and you, Leslie, and I, and, and daughter, and yes, Yusuf, and I tell you, she called Mr. Harry Belafonte. She said, "Dad, someone wants to say hi to you." Because I'm explaining to her, you know how how I think, you know, he's one of the greatest, you know, civil rights activists and and, and pioneers from our time. I mean, here here he is, Mr. Harry Belafonte, living legacy. Right. right. And, and she said, "Well, she said, well, well, he's not here, but I can call him." Right. Yeah, that was Gina, his daughter. Yes. Uh And her name is Gina. Yes, Gina. Gina called him and we spoke on that phone. Let me tell you, I was in tears standing there talking to him. I I was so frozen. I said, oh, my goodness. It was was an opportunity of a lifetime. And and that's just to share with everyone out there. We've had so many wonderful moments and so many wonderful times. We have. Yes, ma'am. I cherish those times. I really do. I I do also. You never know what God has in store for you. That's true. Continue to treat other humans with dignity and respect. That's what you have to do. No matter what walk of life they come from, you you never know. You might need that individual. You don't scorn anyone. Yes, ma'am. Yes, Mm ma'am. But but I tell you, Miss Carr, we've came a long way and we're just we're just so blessed to be in the position to, to continue to be freedom fighters. You yes. are a freedom fighter as well as I, and uh-huh. we fight for freedom, liberty, justice. We fight for equality. We fight against injustice. Exactly. We fight, fight against inequality. And God is blessing us daily to be in the position to do so. That's right. Before we go, I would like for you to just to speak a little bit about the mother's movement. I don't think we, we, we shared the mother's movement with the audience enough. If you could just share a little bit about the mother's movement. Okay, yeah, the mothers of the movements. Like I said earlier, it's like six of us who are the face of the movement. But there are thousands of mothers of the movement because there's so many mothers who are in pain today whose children were killed by the police. Innocent children. Yes. So this is why... We go around, we go around to different commemorations. We go around to different events. We meet mothers. I have mothers that call me and tell me their story or they come to my commemoration and they tell me their story. Every mother is invited to my commemoration. But you know, this year would have been Eric's 50th birthday. Yes. But I had decided this year that I'm not going to celebrate, I'm not going to commemorate his death. I'm going to commemorate his birthday, which is September 15th. And I'm going to commemorate his date by declaring my, I'm declaring yes, that ma'am. September 15th be Eric Garner's day. Eric Garner's day. Yes, yeah, ma'am. I'm declaring Eric Garner's day be September 15th, the day he was born. Yes, the ma'am. day that I gave birth to my firstborn. Yes, ma'am. So that's what we are doing. And all the other mothers, they got organizations 
who we support each other, embrace each other, encourage yeah. each other. And we don't think it's robbery for anyone to call us in the middle of the night if they're having a problem. If they're, you know, sometimes you're so deep in thought or you're, it's overwhelming since you've lost your child and you just want somebody to talk to or you just want to text someone. And that's what we are all here for. Yes, ma'am. To support each other. That is so beautiful. And, and I thank you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. And, and I tell you, we we accomplish nothing alone. No. And, and we as human beings, you know, we, we find strength in each other and we, we we're able to move forward because we have the love and and, and the strength and and just the, the resiliency within us, the ability to persevere and overcome and to keep going. We just right. I mean we just a we just a beautiful creation. Mm-hmm. Thank God for creating human beings. I wish we had uh, Alicia here with us. That's, that's your daughter, Alicia. You know, maybe we'll have her next time. Sure. But, uh, but I Lisa, told her about it, but it was at a later date, and I would have had to go to Queens, or yes. she would have to come here in order for us to all be together. But we want to. We want to just tell Alicia we, we love you, Alicia, and, and 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 we'll catch up with you the next time. And Alicia right. is Miss Carr's daughter. For you all out there, um, Miss Carr, just say say some things about Alicia. Tell us who. Tell us a little bit about Alicia. How, how, oh. how beautiful and how good Leisha is. <laughs> yeah, Leisha is my baby child, but she yes. is a strong force. Yes. Woo. She is a protector of her mother. You hear me? Yeah. She don't want no one uh, messing with Gwen Carr, you yes, know? Yes, That's yes, why some things I have to keep from her because she is too strong-headed, you know? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. But she's, uh, she's a city employee also. She's a bus driver. Yes. She has three children. I have three beautiful grandchildren from her. Yes. Uh, my uh, granddaughter, Shayla, who's 27. Okay. Uh, and Mikey, he's 17. And Junior, that's the baby. He's 13. Okay. And, and you know, she's, and she watches them like a hawk. She, she's yes. so protective of those boys. She's so afraid that something's yeah. going to happen. But, you know, she instills into them every day, every day. You know, when you go out there, you be so careful. You know, if you stop, just comply, you know, because I want you to come home. I I need you to come home alive. Yes. So, but, yeah, she is really, really a strong person. She likes to travel with me. Now, lately, since she had uh, got hurt on the job, so she was able to travel with me a little bit around, you know, going to different places Mm -hmm. and know you've seen her when we was in washington she was at the phoenix dinner Um, and that was the first time that she had been to the cpc because of her job you know because she could never get off to have time there and she was so amazed at what goes on yes there and she said i'm not gonna miss another year i'm going back every year and unfortunate this year is the pandemic we can't go but there'll be other years (laughs) Maybe they'll have something uh, virtual. So, mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Yeah, we'll, see. we'll see. Maybe it'll be something virtual and uh, uh-huh. we'll be able to attend and, uh-huh. and uh, do something virtual. Yes, yes. But I want, I want to let everybody know my account, my first encounter with, with, with Leisha in New York. You know, <laughs> I, got on, I got on a suit. I got my black suit on. I'll never forget. I got my red tie. Leisha was like, well, have you ever caught the, um, the, the transit here, the, the bus before? She said, you, let's do some experience. I said, well, I ain't, I ain't never rode the bus. She said, I said, I got a suit on. I'm not going to ride. She said, oh, people ride this bus with suits on every day. Mm-hmm. I got on that bus with my suit on. People thought I was crazy. <laughs> no, they didn't. <laughs> ain't, no, ain't nobody on the bus with a suit but me. And you talk about packed. That bus was packed. Ain't nowhere to sit. Ain't nowhere to move. People looking at me like I'm crazy. I said, oh, my God. I said, how you talk me into this? <laughs> I'll never forget that. <laughs> I, I rolled the bus, and we we went too far from the Barclays. Is right, that's where you were when you caught the bus. Was yeah, that? The I bus? said, yeah. what in the world? I said, I'm, I'm, you know, I do Uber this and that. You know, I'm good with that. You know, I might do a little something, but but uh-huh. I got on the bus. And yeah, I, you're on the Flatbush Avenue bus. That, yes, that ma'am. Yeah. Uh-huh. But but Alicia, Alicia, we love you. And, and uh, just thank you for being the, the, the wonderful, beautiful queen that you are. But Miss Carr, we we can go on and on. Mm-hmm. And um, God willing, Miss Carr. Now, now you were at the wedding. You you oh, were at the wedding. 
Oh yeah, we didn't talk about that. Beautiful, beautiful. I mean, you got to share with the people a little bit, Miss Carl. Before we go, just share a little bit. I had one of the state of the arts weddings. They jumped the broom. Uh, they had the instrumentals. They had uh, live music playing yes. uh, with the instruments. Yes. Uh, the reception was great. I mean, so entertaining. Oh my gosh, the thing they had the name on the, the light shining, finding the name on the Just, I met the whole family. In fact, the night before I came, you know, I called you. Yes. And I came to your pre-wedding, uh, yes, your pre-wedding dinner. Yeah. And that's I met the whole family. I met Stacy there. Yes. I met your mother, your father, your sister. Everybody. Everybody. I just met everybody because when you told me, well, come on up, I said, but you're having your pre-wedding yeah. uh, dinner. You said, you no, I'm going to set up a table for you, you and your family. Uh, I said, I mean, yeah, right. Yeah. So I was there yeah. for the pre the, the pre wedding dinner. I was yeah. there for the wedding dinner. I was there for the wedding. So we just been hanging out. <laughs> yeah. Now I gotta say this: that food at the wedding, and I only got to taste it because seeing like I was moving here, here, I got to taste a little bit. And mm -hmm. before I, before I could finish my meal, I was off somewhere else and over here. But that yeah. food at the wedding was phenomenal. Am mm -hmm. I wrong, or did you 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 ate? So how was that? Yeah, I think it was great. The food was was Ooh. fantastic. It really was. Mm -hmm. I tell Leslie today. I said, "Look, I didn't get to finish the plate, but that was phenomenal." Yes, was so yeah. yes. The band, yeah, that was that that was nice. The singing, every everything was like live. You know, it wasn't the DJ and all that. Yeah. Was, everything was live. That y'all did. It was no. it was great. We thank you, George. <laughs> Thank you, Jordan, for the music. Man, yeah. we had a wonderful time at the yes. wedding, and I introduced you to, to, to uh, Romel Maurice Lundy. Yes. So I said, yeah, he's from Brooklyn. You know, that's that's uh -huh. man from Brooklyn. Very uh -huh. astute young man. Very yeah, he is. He family-oriented, uh -huh. just good dude out of Brooklyn. That's uh -huh. right. Maurice uh -huh. L. Lundy. Yes, uh -huh. good dude out of Brooklyn. Yes, man. Oh, my. Okay. Yes. But it's... it's uh, it was just so we've had so many times together. Yes, oh, we have. <laughs> and God willing, we'll have so many more in the future. That's right. We're gonna stay uh, focused and, and keep ourselves in good health and, and, and good shape and prepare yes. for after this COVID nineteen is over. That's right. Now, do you have any upcoming events that, that you would like to share? Anything uh, coming up like virtual or anything anybody can 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 check you out at? Well, I don't have anything virtual right at the moment, but I, we're yeah. getting into the virtual. And I'm, I'm going to put it out there. I'll put it out on um, the Instagram or the website, the GarnerWayFoundation.org or, okay. or Gwen uh, Car 33. That's okay. the Instagram. Yes, share that. Share your Instagram, share all your um, your social media information with the people so they can know where to find you, how to locate you, and if they want to support, how can they reach you? Uh huh. Well, they could reach me through the email, the all bets at aol.com. That's a l l b e t z at aol.com. The Garnerway Foundation, that's G A R N E R W A Y Foundation.org. Okay. And that's the site where you can go and see what we're doing. That's the site where you can donate for the cause and, you know, just look through our page. And at the book, you can get it from. Barnes and Noble from Amazon. You could get it from different bookstores. Yes, ma'am. And I would appreciate if you would support me in that way. Or if you want me to have a book signing, you could hit me up and see. I could come to your state. You could invite me to your state to have a book signing. I do that also. I tell you now. You know my book coming out later on this year also. Oh, okay. Y'all prepare for that. And Miss Carl, you know I'm I'm just waiting to give you a copy. Give you your copy, your personalized yes. copy, signed. Okay. Yeah, I tell you, Miss Carr, it, it has been so wonderful sharing this uh, space with you and being able to just chop it up, chopping it up with Jimmy C. This is episode number two, and I have none other but the illustrious and the beautiful Mrs. Gwen Carr. Mm -hmm. And like I said, we can talk all day. <laughs> That's what we do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and then chopping it up with Jimmy C., yeah, and Jimmy can talk. Yes, he can. <laughs> so, Ms. Carr, I want to thank you for joining in with me today. I'm so honored to have had this opportunity 
to be able to, to just have this day with you. I want to let individuals know that this is only a small portion of who you are. If, if individuals see you, be you speak to her. Miss Carr is going to speak to everybody, and she's she's not going to turn turn her nose up. She's not going to act too biggity or too this. Miss Carr is down to earth, and she's a mother. She's a mother, and she's a wonderful human being, great person, and she's going to show you love. And with that, Miss Carr, I want to I want to just thank you. And you ain't even asked me a lot of questions, you know. Oh. What I mean? You covered all about our meetings, you, call, okay. you covered about, you know, all of all of our encounters and, yeah. uh, you know, and it's always a pleasure talking to you yes, and getting getting enlightened by you and you telling me the different things that's going on in your hometown now or, you know, where you're living at. Yeah. So it's just great. It's always great. It's a pleasure anytime we get together and anytime we just... As you say, chop it up. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Thank you for sharing that, Mrs. Carr. Thank you all for joining in on this second episode of Chopping It Up with Jimmy C. And we'll have more to come. This is one of the best. And, and I, I just, I enjoy you. I enjoyed this opportunity, Mrs. Carr. And, and thank you again just for being such a wonderful person. Thank you for inviting And, and a great mother to all. Yes, ma'am. And with that, that will conclude this edition of Chopping It Up with Jimmy C. I am Jimmy C. Gardner, and I thank you all for tuning in. Please remember to like and share this page. Please remember to just tell your friends, tell everyone what's going on, because we chopping it up over here. It's just live, and it's, it's all real. But you all have a great day. Take care of yourselves. Love you all. Love you, Miss Carr. Take love care of yourself. And peace. To all of you all out there, peace and love. One love. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Chopping It Up with Jimmy C, where we celebrate life after wrongful conviction. Remember, you get to define your life, no one else. Also, don't forget to like and share our Facebook page. Sign up for our alerts so you don't miss our show. That's it. We out. Peace. One love.